Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Otaku Life with your gracious host, Kage. I got a really great guest today. He's an author. And before I introduce this young man, I just want to say, man, like, hey, reading is very important, guys. Like, for real, you really need to read stuff. Audio books are cool. Learn stuff on YouTube. But, hey, if you really want to level up in the game, read some stuff. All I'm saying is most millionaires read stuff. Jesus. So anyway, we got the Blurred Explorer. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm really excited to have you on the show because, like I said, like I'm a really big reader, and um, I feel like um, your books, the books you wrote, are really going to help a lot of people. And it's just like I'm really excited to have you on. We're going to talk about some literature type stuff. But before we get into your books and everything, we got to – I got I gotta show my listeners that you got that nerdy street cred, you know what I'm saying? So right. uh us about a little little nerdy questions. So um how'd you get into anime? Uh like many Tsunami on Cartoon Network back in the nineties, the Pokemon, well kids that we would be with Pokemon, of course. Uh mm-hmm. Tsunami on Cartoon Network, Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon with those back to back, if I recall. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who was first. I think it was Sailor Moon, then Dragon Ball came on after. I, I don't remember. Uh, of course, think, you hot the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, all that. That's some good stuff. So, what's your favorite anime right now? Uh, huh. I'm not really watching anyone at the moment because I was busy marathoning. Um, I just at the time of recording on uh, watching uh, X Men Evolution. Okay, okay, okay. So uh, now, anyone? Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, you Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, I know you watch anime, but I know you're into a lot of nerd stuff, too. I just want to ask you a couple more nerd questions. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Um, now, are you like Marvel or DC? Which one? Uh, Marvel for the MCU for the movies, DC for animation and the games. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. And, I, and as now, as this uh, podcast today episode is about books, What's your? I know you're into Harry Potter. So, what's your favorite Harry Potter book, bro? I'm going out to say Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay, why? I read that more than any other other series in the series. Okay, can you elaborate why? I don't know. I guess just the idea of uh, what's the character? Sirius Black. Sirius. Yeah, cool. yeah. Looking yeah. out for Harry Potter. That yeah, that was cool. I, I can understand that. So, yeah, let's just get in right to it, Phil. So, yes. So, now, you're an author, correct? Uh, yes, sir. A uh, new wrote, author, really. New author. How, um, you wrote two books, right? That's right. And um, what are those, What are, um, I want you to tell what those books are about and what's the name of those books. Sure. My first book was called The Black Child's Guide to Incheon, South Korea. And book number two is called The Black Child's Guide to Daegu, South Korea. Uh, Incheon, the first one was made back in, was published back in September 2020. And Daegu, my second book, was published in May 2021. It yes. really is just a travel guide, but it's really for a black perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I can understand that because it's like, yeah, the black experience is kind of unique, especially when you was telling me being black in South Korea, how you know, you get stared at, and I'm sure, you know, with all this stuff going on and everything, it'd be kind of different, you know what I mean? Right. 
Yes. So um, I read, I didn't get to have, I will eventually read your books, but I got a chance to read the preface uh, mm-hmm. that on Amazon. I, I really thought like, um, your words were really like clean and I could understand them and the flow was really good. I feel like um, your preface is well written. I definitely look forward to reading your books. Um, so tell me, like, why did you want to uh, make these travel guides? Uh, one, it's a niche market when it comes to like travel in the tra- travel tourist space. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the creators, when you look at YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, most of them are particularly from white travelers, right? Yeah. And especially growing up, like I didn't know anybody, any black person who's traveled abroad except those who were in the military. And that's mm. the only time I heard of African American traveling abroad. Now, and, do you? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. And saying, so it, it yeah. came one of the scenarios when um, I realized I could either complain about it or do something about it. So I decided to put my hat and just give it a shot. So I wrote those two, the first book, Inchon. Now, how did you come into South Korea? Like, how did you, like, you know, how long have you lived there and how did you get there? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I work as an ESL teacher in South Korea. I've been doing that since uh, May 2016. At the time of recording, it's been five years since I've done this. And that's and I came across this job because I saw an ad on my university job board around September, October 2015, and they said they had there's an ad for teaching English in South Korea. So I decided to jump on bandwagon and try it out. And you liked it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it has some uh, ups and downs, but job wise, uh, I had some great times. You know, meeting other people going to various Pokemon, Smash Bros. tournaments. That's what kind of kept me going. That's what kept continuing me to keep staying here. You know, it's interesting because a lot of, um, I find that other Black people that in, are into Asian culture, a lot of them do what you did. Like, they become English teachers. And right. start out like that, and some don't, they love it so much over in the, or in the particular foreign country that they stay there and do other various things um like um i remember this one guy he was uh stationed in japan and he started out teaching and then eventually he became like um worked for a magazine uh, english magazine you know so many different hustles as far as being an english teacher you know what i mean so right. i was like like you know what i'm saying i i was honestly thinking about doing that for real be teaching english you know so that that's pretty awesome you know um now, are you now are you real big into Korean culture or? Uh, I would say my aspect of Korean culture, I definitely enjoy hiking more. Okay. Because in in Korea, like now, Korea is surrounded by hills and mountains, so everyone goes hiking. Like it's very common. Okay. Now, I personally was first introduced to Korean culture through Taekwondo as a kid. That's right. The, that's the the sport this uh sport of South Korea. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was found in the Korean Peninsula. Yes. And the flag is the yin yang symbol with the elements: the fire, water, and air. Right. The um the, the uh, little block. Blue. Yeah, 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 yeah. So <clears throat> we're um say um I just feel as though like that's really positive what you're doing. And just like you said, there's you said there's no market for it right now. 
I mean, there is a market for it, but no one's really, t- you know. I mean, you're the, uh, you're the, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I apologize. <laughs> so, um, what now? I know a lot of people that want to write or want to get better with their mm-hmm. writing. So, what are your suggestions for someone that wants to write their first book? Um, well, I say write about what you like, write about what you know. Uh, also, you're going to make a lot of mistakes, especially for your first book, and that's okay. Two, take your time with it. Uh, you don't have to rush things. Like, you don't, if you want to if, set a deadline, if you want to do that, if it helps you, like, write at your pace, what's good for you. Like, for me, usually, I like to, uh, I'll spend, like, maybe about a week or two going out, doing research, taking pictures. Just spend the next, you know, few weeks going to the computer, writing and stuff, and then taking a break, coming back to it later. Also, uh, don't be afraid to use more than one uh, editor. Because, uh, like most things, like, yeah, you can find the best of the best, right? But sometimes even the best pe- uh, people in the professions can miss the smallest of details. Mm. So don't be afraid to use more than one editor to, like, you know, going through your manuscript a few times until you feel it's ready. Okay. Any other tips? Because, like I said, because I'm be honest, like I'm, I feel like I'm starting to understand the importance of like writing <clears throat> information down and write, you know, how you feel and yeah. stories and stuff like that is really important. Really, it really helps your creativity. You know what I'm saying? Just putting stuff on paper. You know, you right. ever heard? Phil, you ever heard the saying, "The pen is mightier than the sword." Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Um, so, where did you go to school, Phil? I went to school at Winthrop University in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Go Eagles! Okay, yeah. So, how was how was school for you there? Was it was it like a, was it a PWI or HBCU? No, it's your traditional four year college. Um, it's actually one of the most famous colleges, and I guess in the South, it's because it's famous for its teaching college. Mm. So for those who want to go into education. Uh, okay. Basically, it's like it's like if you got if you go every education major at Winthrop, you have a, a huge um, advantage compared to most people. Okay, was that your major, Phil? No, mine's business. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's yeah. why I kind of focused because I actually read a, I think it was a there's a market research done. I think it's called the Mandela Institute, and they said that uh, this is like a 2019 study saying that um, uh, African Americans. Tourism has a chance to be about eight billion dollar industry. What? Yeah, I mean, really? I don't. Yeah, no, it's definitely for sure because if you think about it, like, like you growing up, man, like how many black people that you know that traveled abroad for fun that wasn't military? It's not um, ones that had the bag for real, or they had rich parents or something. Honestly, exactly. And nowadays, especially like when the twenty t- like the mid late twenty tens, you've seen a lot more black people traveling the world. More than you than ever before. Yeah, I can understand that that projection because um, it ain't really popping in America for black folk right now. But yeah. I feel as though when you go around other countries, and just like for me, like I just started, like I'm really starting to understand the power of traveling. You know what I mean? Because it's like it's black people. When they go to other countries, this is from other people, they tell them they get treated like celebrities. You know what I'm saying? Because it's yeah. like they 
especially if you are a black American. You know what I mean? Like I like a, I got a homie in Japan. It's like they treat him like a, a, a rock star. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just like they know. You know what I'm saying? It's just like I'm not gonna get into deep into it, but it's like I feel like like other other cultures and races like know <laughs> know your value. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know what I mean? It's like just the fact just the fact that you are a black person in the building going through what you go through, you know what I'm saying? And just the fact that you made it, people are like, oh, man, you know what I'm saying? I feel like traveling, you start to understand how people live and how big the world is and at the same time how small the world is. That's and differences and similarities and just different cultures and customs, you know what I'm saying? Right. Interesting. So um, we got to the point of the show um, we're at our midpoint, and when we get back, we definitely want to talk how a day in the life of Korea is. Uh, one moment, guys, um, when we need a quick commotion, commercial break. All right, and we're back. So, Phil, like, as we were talking about, we were talking about traveling and everything. So, as you wrote a couple of books about being um, Black in South, not in just Korea, what what is a typical day like like, like there? Uh, typically, like most foreigners, I work as an ESL teacher. Now I work at a public school, elementary school. Uh, now at the time of recording, I'm, I'm on summer vacation right now. So I'm not really teaching. Mm-hmm. But uh, during my busy work hours, during the semester, usually you'll find me working in the mornings, get up early around 6.30, get ready for work go to school, lesson plan, do my lessons, and, uh, uh, excuse me, and I usually get home around five, five in the afternoon, then I go to the gym near my place, and then stay at home for the rest of the evening. What's the food like? Uh, South Korean food is amazing. Uh, I actually mentioned this in the book. Um, South Korean food, while delicious, is very heavy, like there's a lot of sodium and a lot of dishes. So if you got like the high blood pressure, high cholesterol, you know you gotta be careful. And also, um, and I would say Korea, like most Asian countries, is a struggle to be around if you have food allergies. Why? Well, because uh, compared to the West, uh, food allergies in, in Asia, it's not really common, so it's not taken as seriously. Um, like peanuts, oh god, yeah, yeah, peanuts like sesame, like sesame sauce, sesame oil, like a lot of Korean dishes. You use like seafood, oh. dishes, like uh, shellfish, uh, shrimp sauce, uh, fish paste, fish sauce, um, a variety of tree nuts and seeds. So it's hard to like you know prepare for that because again, it's not, it's just not taken that serious because, uh, it's not really heard of over here in asia okay so is k-pop a big thing oh very much so um people going to concerts and the kids talking about k-pop of course mm-hmm. seeing the song yeah. favorite songs yeah a lot of the uh ladies that i know that's into like asian culture they love k-pop oh yeah yeah now me personally i just never really care for it. just not got into it right yeah, it's not because yeah. I don't speak the language, of course. It's just I just never took ah. time to actually look for it. Mm. Wait, so you don't you don't speak the Korean language yet? Not yet. No. Um, 
I just never took the time to sit down and learn because I was working at really terrible jobs. So I didn't even try. Really? I was too exhausted working for those places, so I didn't even try. So, um, so now I'm gonna try to start learning. Okay, so so you're saying that as a traveler, you can function in Korea without knowing the language? Yeah, it's possible if you get around. Also, you can use the uh, translation app called Papago. It's like the Korean version of Google Translate, but much more, more effective. Oh, ain't that interesting. Yeah. Mm. That's pretty cool. You don't need to, you know, because some people are like, I need to learn the language before I travel over there. I'm like, uh. I mean, it does help a lot, though. I mean, yeah. You, yeah, it does when it goes to any country, really. Like, if you can speak basic senses, uh, not to say you can be hundreds of fluent, but if you know some some basic phrases and such, it does help a difference. Okay, so uh, here comes another question. What's dating like over there? Are the ladies treating you nice? Uh, I'm not even thinking about dating right now, man. It's not important to me. Either. But dating scene over here is pretty good, I guess, from what I heard. Uh, now, from what I heard on both the gay and straight side, uh, black folk, we're pretty friends, fetishized over here. Mm. Where are we not? <laughs> All right. Another story for another time. So, it... <laughs> nah, yeah, no, because I know because I've heard just what you said. Like, you know, you get into a, you know, interracial relationship over in the Asian country, and like I said, sometimes you are low key fetishized. But then there's sometimes like the personal, like, hey, I'm dating you, and I want to introduce you to my family and everything. You know what I'm saying? It's all about what you find, but yeah, I, I've I've heard that before, but it's cool, man. So, what about the uh, money system? What's that like? Uh, South Korean won, W O N. Um, I mean, it's it's affordable to come here to the travel and stuff, but I will admit, in terms of, like grocery shopping, when it comes to, like meat, uh, beef is more expensive than pork. Isn't that always how it is, though? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean. I guess, but uh, it's really more expensive over here because Korea is such a small country, so there's not as much room, you know, for cows yeah. to roam yeah. and graze compared, to, like, say, U.S. or Australia. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So it's common for most beef to come from, I think, like Australia or the U.S. Okay, so what's up with uh, religion? What is the religion? What's the Korea's main religion? Uh, technically, Korea is not really all that like most Asian countries. They're not really all that religious. Okay. There is a big sector of Christianity here. Mm-hmm. And I'm not religious myself, um, so I don't mess with them. But what was I gonna say? Um, but I would say if you do, if you are sorry, if you are religious, like you definitely want to be careful. With some of the Korean churches, because some of them, because Korea does have a massive cult problem. I've heard that here too. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard that here too. How, yeah, how the Korean uh, Christian church is kind of like a big kind of cult feel. Yeah, like it. Mm. Yeah, apparently, like even sm- some small churches. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I was saying before, some churches, uh, even small churches, right? They've been known to, like, I guess, be part of a bigger church of, of like, an umbrella. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, 
uh, it's been known that some uh, church members will infiltrate another church to grab members to bring them to their side. It's a little creepy, but I mean, that's kind of what goes yeah. on here for real kind of American church. Like, oh, you, yeah, you know. And unfortunately, a lot of the churches, just like, like in the South in the U.S., um, people, churches still kept going, trying to meet during COVID. You know, the government didn't, has tried to stop them, but they just don't listen. Yeah, how is the COVID situation over there? Uh, definitely much handled better than the U.S. Um, like I said before, uh, the churches, even now at the time of recording, recently, uh, the government said they instituted a new mandate that I think up to ninety people can congregate in the churches. Mm-hmm. But as you know, like churches, they ain't gonna listen. You know, con- people gonna congregate, try to go to to the service. Um, during COVID, now I moved. I'm not in the city anymore. I'm in the countryside of South Korea now. Mm-hmm. But I feel more safer in the countryside than I did in the city. And recently, what? we did, huh? I say why? Because of the you say because of the, how everybody's on top of each other in the city. Anything's more spaced out. In the yeah, a little more spaced out. Yeah, especially like I used to live near the capital of Seoul, like in a place uh, called Incheon. And mm-hmm. right now, the region is like way too hot. Like they have some of the highest cases in the country right now. Okay. So, so things got crazy, even crazier this year. So that, I got, I literally just got out of Dodge right before things went down in terms of case number. This is up. Hey, hey, get out. Hey, like I said, get out of Dodge, man. So like now, how are you treated down there? Like as like, um, just like as a black man, you know what I mean? Right. Be the respect or they, do they, do they, do kind of weird stuff, you know what I'm saying? Uh, one thing I, I always say, in, when you travel to Asia, you will get stared at because you're black. Because it's not really common for people to see... Because um, South Korea, like many Asian countries, they're homogenous, right? Like, everybody looks the same. Right. So, obviously, when somebody comes through new that looks different, uh, people are going to talk about it. Stop and talk up, stare about it, right? Mm-hmm. So... So don't let that get, I mean, it can get annoying, but just don't let that get to you because, again, you got to remember, like, like, a lot of the culture, they just, especially where I'm in the countryside, it's not something that you see every day. You're a curiosity. Yeah, it's really just curiosity, the fascination. It's like, oh, my God, there's a black guy in our town. <laughs> okay, as far, okay, you heard they stare, but how are your interactions today? You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I had some kids saying, hello, hi. Uh, now it's not so bad. Now in Korean culture, um, usually they don't go. They no one will talk to a foreigner unless they are fluent in English. Oh, okay. Or like to speak English because they want to embarrass themselves in front of other Koreans. Okay. So they usually won't talk to foreigners at all as much, um, but. I'm, uh, when I went to, like, say, Pokemon tournaments, uh, some folks just didn't want to talk to us, me and other foreigners, because they didn't speak English and stuff. And I was like, I don't care. We used to still talk about Pokemon. Yeah. Like, Pokemon is cool. I like Pokemon. So, do you, so, 
Now, re- writing your book, did you come across any challenges? Uh, the challenges were, uh, one, financial, because at the time I wrote my first book, uh, I got put on leave. I was, I was basically put on leave at a reduced salary because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of hard to like maintain, try and maintain a budget in a major city, right? And try mm-hmm. to do research at the same time. And of course, try and pick the right time to go out and do research when cases were like, you know, either hot, too high or too low. Mm-hmm. And I faced that bigger challenge, especially with book number two at Dayu, because I was so far further away from where I lived in Inchon. So <laughs> I went twice. The first one was back in November. And the last one was back in February of 2021. Mm-hmm. And it was around those times when it was a little bit safer, cases a little bit lower. Oh, okay. Now, um, on the preface, um, yeah, I, I really dig the name, The Blurred Explorer, and I was reading it uh, in your preface. Um, how did you come up with that name? Uh, originally, my first name was going, my original title was Minority Traveler. Mm-hmm. But it was one of those moments where it's like, okay, I've been doing this for a while, and I want to make this bigger and better. So let's do like, you know, a makeover, I guess, like revamp our, our, of our brand. And I combine two things I like, you know, travel and explore the nerdy side, geeky, anime, gaming side of me. So, yeah. so I said, okay, let's go to Blurred, Blurred Explore. Yeah, all that. That's, yeah, that name sounds slick. So we're coming to the end of our show. Phil, is there any closing comments you'd like to make? Yep. Uh, if, you're, if you're still interested about my book, uh, go. they're both available on Amazon, The Black Traveler's Guide to Inchon, Inchon spelling I-N-C-H-E-O-N, and the Black Charles Guide to Daegu, Daegu, D-A-E-G-U. You can find them on Amazon right now. Uh, check it out if you want to see more Black Charles content books like mine, or just see more stories, more pictures, come on Instagram, at the Blood Explorer. And yeah. Nice. So uh, I also want to give uh, ask you this, uh, Phil, for my listeners. Can you like give some tips to somebody that will write their want to write their own to write their first book but they just you know what i'm saying like any tips or you know what i mean yeah uh well i say go for it i mean what else you got to lose i mean at least you can say hey i wrote a book can you mm-hmm. say that right i can't say that i would like to say yeah. that you can say that and that's pretty yeah. fly <laughs> yeah you ever go to the club, be like, oh, what you do? It's like, baby, I write books. <laughs> so- exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's the plan now. Nah, that's cool as hell, for real. That's really fly. I really think that's awesome. So, um, now, Phil, you are on Instagram, correct? Right. At the yes. Blurred, Blurred Explorer. The Blurred Explorer. Okay, Phil, what I just want to say is great having you on. And, um... We out. All right. Thanks for having me on.